Good morning. Wasn't worship amazing with the Lord today? The last few weeks, I've been like crying at everything. Like, and good too. Like, just when we're worshiping the Lord, I just felt like you just feel the presence and the love of God of how good He is. See, I went through a season, like I said, I went through a season years ago. And I called it my Jeremiah season because he's called the weeping prophet. And I would just cry at everything. If it was good, I would cry. If it was bad, I'm like, Lord, how are you producing? I mean, it's the miracle that I still have tears. And I just, I'm like, Lord, do I have to go back in that season? He said, it will be joyful. So if that's a season that you're, you're in, the Lord says he's going to bring joy in that. So I just wanted to share that. And if I need Kleenexes, you guys just help me out. All right, so... Today I'm going to talk to you guys about charity and generosity and stewardship. Um, And I'm not going to talk about money. I know. So, um, I just want to jump right in here. So how we view these, these things will depend on how far we really go in life. Uh, with Christ, with our businesses, with our families, with people around us, is how what we do and how we view these will depend on what our life is going to look like. And I love in Philippians, it's one of my favorite scriptures, it used to be on a whole wall in my barn, but it said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And when I look at that and I'm thinking, God, I can't even really fathom your riches and glory. They're so good. They're so good. And when I look at that, um, you know, he wants to take care of us. He wants to love us. He wants to show us a love like we could never even imagine. It's so, I've heard people that have had the presence of the Lord come on them so much that they couldn't stop crying or laughing or, or things like that. And it's, it's almost like unbearable. Have you ever laughed where you're like, please stop. I can't laugh again. Well, I'm a, can I tell you guys a story? I wasn't going to plan this, but okay. So back, I got saved when I was 15 and I used to sneak to go to church. So some of the churches I went to, they were definitely, maybe they were just, you know, they really had the presence of God, and they didn't care what people thought about them. So I go to this church, and I never experienced this. And this guy was from South Africa. And actually, at this time, I had left my house, and I thought I was running away, but God knew what I was doing. So I ended up in Ravana at this church. And this guy from South Africa, he's preaching. We're on T, um, was it, what's the Christian television? Like, they're videoing for this. So maybe you can, like, YouTube me or find me. But I don't know. This is a long time ago. So I'm just saved, and I'm going here, and I'm just, like, dealing with all this stuff. And this guy's like, hey, you come up here. And there's, like, a couple hundred people here. And I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I come up there. He's like, the Lord told me you need to laugh and have joy. And he comes up and he touches me. Boom, I fall to the floor. I start laughing. And this is going on. He just keeps speaking and I'm rolling on the floor in front and laughing. I can't get up and I'm trying to get up. Every time I get up, he come touch me. Boom, I'm like, this went on for like an hour. And I'm just rolling up there. He preaches his whole message. And I just thought, wow, that is the abundance of the Lord. Like, I couldn't even, I'm just like, Lord, please stop. Like, I can't anymore. Like, and it was because it was so good. 
And when I got up, I had every answer, and I was able to go back into my life. I was able to move to the next step. I was able to minister, and it was just amazing how where I went from thinking hopeless, I have no home, I, I'm not going back, and all of these things, and God turned everything around. He's like, you just needed to, to laugh. You needed to see my abundance. You needed to have you know, your need met, and he did that for me, and I still remember that um, because I thought, I look weird right now, and I can't stop, and I kept thinking, is my shirt coming up, or is my shoes still on, or all of these things, but at the same time, as soon as I'd think that, I would just start laughing more, and God would just keep speaking to me, and I thought, that is how God wants to take care of us. He doesn't want to just be like, you know, it's all right, you'll be okay. He wants it to be so much joy, so overflowing, that I couldn't even contain it, so... That's good. So that's what God wants when he says he's going to supply it. Not a little bit, every, every need. So I want to, in that, I want to talk about charity. Now, um, charity, I think we use that phrase wrong now. Uh, we look at people and we say, oh, they're a, they're a charity case. You know what I mean? Have you guys heard that? Or you say, I don't, or if someone treats you like that, you're like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a charity case. I don't want to be a charity case. When charity really originally was connected to love, but now we see it, it's kind of like a negative thing when we think about charity. And um, when, I think sometimes we think charity, we give things, we're like, oh, here, I'm, I'm done with this old TV, I'm done with this old furniture, I don't need these ratty clothes anymore, I'm going to give it to charity, right? You wouldn't wear it anymore, you wouldn't use it anymore, but you think that, well, it's better than nothing, they have nothing, so I'll give it to charity. I'll donate it. Here, I'm going to bless you with junk, right? <laughs> so you, I'm, seriously, it is. I mean, I we've done away, so Yeah, I don't want to throw it away, even though, like, I mean, it'd almost be an insult to throw, you know, <laughs> trash. But we do that, and I'm thinking, I've been to some thrift stores, and I'm like, why would anybody give this? I wouldn't even wipe down my dog when they got out of the mud with this. Have you seen that? I have seen that. I re- so I grew up in the Catholic Church, and my mom, she was such a good servant. She did everything, and um, I just really had a good mom. She's so awesome, and I just love her. So, But she would, like, organize, like, these big, like, food baskets and food pantries and and things like that and you know we were little kids my mom I didn't know it's like you worked and you served at the church from little like if you could walk you better be serving so we did this and like huge I mean probably twice the size of this room you know she'd have and we'd have clothes and and everything and I just remember my mom like with food and different clothes and she would say throw that in the trash nobody wants that we're not giving that to anybody and my mom would just go through, and she would throw food away that just, you know, the food that people are like, oh, I, I guess I can give to this canned food drive. It's been sitting on my, you know, in my cupboard in the back for three months, or it's expired, and, you know, they need it. And my mom was like, no, they're getting the good stuff. And then she would take the money from that, and she would buy them, like, full turkeys to go for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and not this canned stuff. Like, she's like, ain't nobody getting spam here. I mean, if you like spam, we'll pray for you. But, um, <laughs> And I thought about that, and I'm like, that's how a lot of times we view charity and donations. Like, well, I don't need it anymore, but, you know, at least it's good enough for. 
And I'm like, if it's not good enough for me, it's not good enough for me to give away. God wants them to have the best the same as he wants me to have the best. And it's not waiting till it's all used up. So when we look at charity, it's kind of become that when we hear that word. Um, I just remember, we've been in hard times in our life. And I remember not going and getting help, just going without because I would not go in that line or ask because of the embarrassment with it because of the way they made you feel. Probably a lot of you have been there where it's like, I will go without. I remember February, no heat, and I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Put another blanket on. And, you know, because we got married like three months before 9-11, and then economy, I mean, we started off our marriage on a great year. Um, you know, so it was really tough. There was no jobs. There was no anything. And it was just like an embarrassment. And, and looking at these food pantries and stuff and the things they're giving you. And that's why when my kids are like, oh, I need to give the food pantry. I'm like, you give them the fruit snacks because if I was a kid, I want the fruit snacks. You know, I want the good stuff. Don't give me the box mac and cheese. Give me like the Velveeta mac and cheese. Come on. Right? I want them to be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like when you bring the groceries home with your kids and they go through their bags like, you got this, you got this. That's what we're looking for right there. That's what I want to see in my life. Because if we give like that charity, we really are just giving out of a poverty spirit. We have a poverty spirit. So then we're just passing it on to people. When we think this is okay, It's because inside we haven't really got that true revelation of how good of a giver God is. And so we're living out of that. So, let me see this. I'm asking the Lord how you say this in a nice way. So, when we give and we call it a blessing, blessing and cursing can be really close together. And we call it a blessing, and you're proud because you're giving, just giving stuff away. Really, what's happening is you have an identity crisis, and you're living from a poverty identity. It's that poverty spirit. It has nothing to do with how much you make or what you do. It has to do with what's going on inside there. And God wants to change that. So if you've been there, and you've come out of that, great. You've got a great message to share with people. If you're still there today, just let it go. Say, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know what? That was a conviction. Be convicted, now change. So, in, so the next thing we're going to talk about is generosity. So we know how charity has been seen. So we're going to talk about generosity. You guys know generosity has very little to do with money, right? Very, very little to do um, with money. When we look at generosity, it's be, we want to be generous because as having the Holy Spirit living in us, he's generous. Christ is generous. God is generous. And if we have that spirit living in us, then that should be our nature. And I don't want to say that should be our second nature. That is the original design. That it should be our true nature. Not second nature to us. It should be our original nature. Because we are new in Christ. So it's not our old nature. It's not second nature to us. It is our true nature created by God who we were made to be. We were made to be a generous spirit. So when we look at um, generosity... One of my favorite scriptures, the first scripture um, I learned being a Christian was Luke 6.38. And he's talking um, about to like the farmers in the fields because the people who didn't have, they got to go out and collect um, for free 
uh, from the farmer's fields. And so what it says in Luke 6.38, it says, Give, and it shall be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall man pour onto your bosom. The same measure you use will be measured back to you. So if you're given a dirty rag, then expect a dirty rag. Right? That's what God just said. But we think, I'm going to give this old stained t-shirt, and I hope that I get, you know, like a brand new outfit. But God didn't say that. He said, give and it will be given unto you. And like I said, we use that a lot of times for tithe scripture or giving scripture, but it really has little, very little to do with that monetary thing. It has to do from living um, out of that poverty mindset. Because generosity is being giving with your thoughts first about yourself. How do you self-talk about yourself? Do you put yourself down? Do you, um, do you tear yourself apart? Do you talk good about yourself? So the first thing is, are you generous with what God has said about you? Because when you're pulling yourself down, you are speaking contrary to the word of God. Because God does not talk negative about you. So the first thing is, is be generous with your self-talk. I mean, we can get a little carried away but <laughs> with our selfie You know, instead of... If, I mean, you guys probably never did this because you guys are all, like, so beautiful. But you ever take a picture and you're like, oh, I'm deleting that. Don't take a picture of me. When kids, when I have, we work with a lot of teenagers, and when they do that, I'm like, well, I just go and I just take more and more pictures. Because you know what? No, you're beautiful. God wants you. When someone takes a picture of me, I'm like, I look so good. Sometimes in the morning, I take a picture and I send it to Matt, and I'm like, do you see how hot your wife is? You are so blessed. Thank the Lord today. I, I do comb my hair first. I mean, that is... Um, but seriously, that's how we should feel, right? We don't have to look the same, but God did design us. And so we need to quit talking negative about ourselves. I'm not good at anything. You know, I mean, if you're only good at complaining, at least that's one thing you're good at. <laughs> Let's, let's expand what we're good at. Talk about, wow, I'm really good at this. I've really put in a lot of time, and I just, it's awesome. My, um, Layla used to have this curly, curly, like, um, blonde hair. And everyone would be like, oh, you're so beautiful. And she's like, I know. <laughs> there was no thank you. But she had heard it so much that if anyone would have said anything contrary, she would have been like, oh, what are you talking about? Because everyone would come up and touch her hair. Oh, this hair, it's so beautiful. I know. She never said thank you. And it was so cute because I was like, you say thank you. She's like, but it's true, which it is. She's beautiful. Both of my girls are beautiful. Um, if you disagree, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> take it up with their dad. Um, but so we need to, so that brings me to the next thing being generous with your words to people. If someone walks by and they look nice, say, you look nice. You don't have to think to yourself, well, they look nice. I had a lady come up to me in the store yesterday, and she stopped me. She said, I love your tan. And I said, thank you. I said, God gave me Michigan summer in Michigan's by the lake because he knows how 
much I love the beach. And so I'm talking to her, and then Matt comes up, and I'm like, bye, see you later. He's like, who's that? I said, oh, I just met her. We were just talking. <laughs> He's like, I should have known. So I meet a lot of people in the store by the time we leave. We're friends. I may not know their name, but I know their life story, and I've been able to pray with them and encourage them. So it sounds like a win to me. But really, with those words, release joy, release encouragement, bring excitement, right, to the situation. How easy is that? That costs you nothing. Send an emoji. Like, you know, something happy, something just to bring. You can bring a lot of generosity with taking just a couple minutes doing that with your words, building up. So being generous with your influence. This one... So what can you do? You know, who do you know? What do you know that could be maybe a connection for somebody with someone to grow or build and expand? Um, And we need to be generous with those influences and not be like, well, I want to be up here by myself. It gets really lonely by yourself no matter what level you're on. God created us to be with others, to encourage others. He created us for relationships. So anytime you're by yourself, it doesn't matter what level you're on, it's very lonely. So we need to make sure we're really sharing those influences. If God says, hey, they do this and you do this, introduce them. You know, make that connection. How many of you guys have gotten a job through a connection? I have. Yeah. Until... um, I've applied for one job in my life. I'm trying to think. And that was a very short-term job at a retail thing. And that's it. Every other job I've got in my life, they've come and said, I think you need to come work with me. I, need to, I think you need to work for me. And that was because influence, just getting to know people. And they're like, I just got a job offer yesterday. I went and cleaned this house, and it's ginormous. Huge, and um, these two ladies were cleaning these other houses, which were also huge. And they said, "We wondered who you were, and we every time we pull up here, we think we're glad we don't have to clean that house." <laughs> They're like, "We wonder who was doing that." And I said, "Well, it's me." And they said, "Well, you know what? We have all of this work. Could we give? Could we get your number and and share this?" I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure." You know, and so that's influence sharing what with people, things like that. Um, The next thing we want to be generous with is our attention. This is hard, especially if you have little kids, because they always need your attention. But not being distracted by other things when we're with somebody. Our little boxes, those are so distracting, because they ding. And they're like, something really important has come up. And then it's just like a funny meme or something on there. But our phones can sometimes really distract us. But really, we need to have that generous, um, give generously our attention means we need to focus. We need to spend time, you know, give them eye contact, you know, not being distracted by this and that and, and everything else going around us. Some of us might be really great multitaskers, but there's time to multitask and then there's time to give that attention, right? I can do two things at once, but should I be doing two things at once? should be the question we sometimes need to ask. Um, Sunday mornings when we're getting ready, if you think that we're going to have a sit-down, one-on-one, 100%, you're going to get my attention, that's probably not going to happen, right? 
okay? But if you call and say, hey, can I talk with you on the phone for a little bit? Can I go out to lunch with you? You're going to get that attention. So that's what we need to make sure we're fully present and the times that you can. If you can't be fully present, say, hey, I'd really love to talk about this. Why don't you connect with me here? Instead of trying to, or instead of getting hurt and being like, well, they're just always distracted. Yes, because I'm working. Working. I'm doing things. So make sure that you're generous with your time. Make time to have that, which is my next one. Be generous with that time. That means we can't always be, be busy. When I hear myself say I'm so busy, I've learned to now say, but not too busy, as soon as I say it, because I'm like, I'm taking that back. As soon as I say I'm too busy, I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting that back. You may not have that devil. You're not taking my time. I'm never too busy. I'm, bu- I'm just the right amount of busy. I never want to be so busy that people would become second to things or organizations or jobs. I walk up to people, how's life been? Oh, busy. How are you doing? Oh, just so busy. Basically, they're shutting down and saying, I'm too busy for a relationship. People that do that, you know what happens? Can never be on time. Something always comes up. You're not too busy. You're just a horrible time manager. Boom. You have a deficit when it comes to handling your time. You handle your time like a kid with a credit card. You plan yourself out before you even ask God what you're supposed to be doing. And that is a really good word because that's what we've done. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Live your life away. Make sure you have the job. And pretty soon you wake up and you say, what happened with my family? What happened with my friends? You know what I mean? I have people all the time, I want a relationship like you have with your kids. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have started it when they're 15. It started that my kids could come to me anytime, even when the bathroom door is locked. They figure out a way to stick a little pin through there, open the door, and come talk to you. Because they know that all of my time is available to them. You know, I have this little circle. There's God, then there's my husband, and they're my kids. You know, and then it goes in their friends. And, you know, you, not everybody can come into the bathroom with me. Please don't. <laughs> so hilarious. (laughs) Ah. But that's true. Like, if you're always later, you're always too busy, you need to assess and say, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Because those things can be laid down. I'm just not good with time. You're right, you're not. So we don't want, but that's just not, that's not an excuse. That's a statement. Let's get better. What do you really want? You know, my kids send me stuff all the time, and they're like, I just love you. They'll send me songs about how awesome their mom is. And they post, you know, and they're always like, Mom, I'm so glad. And I'm thinking, Lord, thank you for allowing me. Like, I remember we went through money is so tight, and I thought, I'm not going to work when my kids are home because that's where my value is. We will go without things so that I will be home with my children because that was the most important thing. And I look and I thought, my time is valuable. If you know me, people are always at our house. You can stop by any time. We have, you know, if you live close to us, we have one 
really great neighbor close to us. We're believing for another one to, to come. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, I have a story for you after. Um, I just, and you know, they can stop in any time. If you hear me yelling, don't come in here, you better trust my words. Okay? Sorry about that. <laughs> hmm. Surprise. No, but you, you have to make that time. Like I might be busy and I'm doing something, but a lot, there's a lot of times we've had people drop by and I am doing something, I'm busy, and what I do is I just set it aside because it will still be there. That work will still be there. That movie will still be there. You know, all of that will still be there. But that connection that I get with you in that moment, that will be gone if I don't take advantage of it. I can't get that back. So we need to reassess how we do time. What does God say about your time? If God spoke to you, don't get all like, oh, that's kind of me. Great. Have enjoyment in that and be like, wow, God, that's me, and you're going to show me how to be a better time manager. Thank you. You are so good. All right, here we go. So there you go. No condemnation in that. Um, so if you look at where you put your time, in, in Matthew 6.21, it says, Where your treasure is, your heart is. And I love how the Passion says it. It says, where your, For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. It's going to follow. It's going to pursue what you value as treasure. Make sure what you are valuing with your time is what God is valuing. Because your heart's going there either way whether it's going to bring success into your life or where it's going to bring failure into your life, if you choose it, your heart's going to follow. So make sure that your heart is following what God is, is placed there for you to do. <laughs> I really just think about... Um, I have a lot of siblings. Some of them make a lot more... Um, money than I do. Um, but the greatest thing is, is I found each of my siblings at some time in their life, I've got that phone call. And they say, I just want what you have. I just, and I always, always tell them, it's just because I put my children and my spouse first and we choose each other every day. Some days are easier to choose than others, right? When a husband gets a cold, you know that's a tough day to choose. But it says in Luke 6.38, give and it will be given back to you. If you're generous with your words, if you're generous with your time, when you give of that, it's going to come back to you. It's a biblical principle. And God doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he said that, then it's true for us today. So when we give, we're going to receive. Now, we don't give to receive. It's just what happens. Um, and then, of course, the last thing to be generous with is your money. But you know what happens when your heart, when you have a generous heart, you just want to give. You want to love people. You want to take care of people. That's not even an issue. It just happens. 
that's just kind of like an overflow thing, isn't it? We don't even think about that. Like, you're just like, like, I take kids to the beach, and they're like, I didn't bring money for ice cream. Like, get in line, get in line. And the lady's like, you know, you just did like a whole, like, she's like, how many are not with you? I'm like, okay, like, go to here, you know. And it's just, you'd want to. You're like, you're not going without ice cream. It's summer. You're a kid. Get an ice cream. And they'll be like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, you're getting ice cream. You'll make my heart hurt. Right? I had to say that this week. I was like, that hurts my heart when you won't get ice cream. He's like, okay, I'll get ice cream. Because you just want them, you know, when you see kids eating ice cream, it makes you happy, right? Because you know you're getting ice cream too, and that makes me happy too. <laughs> I mean, ice cream, I, I don't know, I feel like whoever invented ice cream, I feel like that was like, I bet the anointing on the Lord came on them so strong, and like, this is going to bring joy to the world. <laughs> ice cream you guys now I really want ice cream (laughs) all right so generosity is that overflow so we're gonna talk about the last thing I want to hit on is stewardship so how we take care of ourselves our words our time our attention our things our money tells the world a lot about who we believe we are did you guys hear so it tells the world tells everyone around us who we actually believe we are not who maybe we're saying we are but who we really believe we are Because stewardship is taking care of something. So how well are you taking care of you? How well are you taking care of your words? Those can be very careless sometimes. Um, Are your words, sometimes do we have things that are true, but we really want to say them? Or do we want to say, how, Lord, how do you want me to say them? Do we want to say them, our words can hurt or they can help, whether they're true? A true word can still hurt when you hear it, right? Or a true word can set you free. Um, and I look and how well are we stewarding our time? Do you just... Uh, I've got to this place in my life where I just don't invite or call people anymore because they've turned me down too many times. They're just so busy that they don't have time. They can never set a date. Um, You know, it's like, oh, we need to get together two years later. I'm like, I got to move on. You know how many people I could have spent time with in that amount of time? If you don't, if, if you don't, if you're constantly struggling with that, you're not being a very good steward of your time. If you're always late into where it's like, then you feel, then you feel left out because people quit inviting you. But when you've said no enough, they're like, you know what? I got to move on. I've had that a lot of times in my life where it's like, I've invited you a dozen of times and you've invited me this many times and you've showed up and now you're mad because I quit calling you. No, I'm going to be a good steward of my time. And the people who are, are building with me together and who are thankful for that, I'm going to steward and give them more time, right? And then you have your things. Sometimes we think, well, I own this. I can treat it however I want. A kid that bought his, their bike and a kid that was given a bike as a gift, those bikes are taken care of differently. My first bike, I picked raspberries for two weeks. I had to climb uphill. And it really wasn't uphill, like a huge, huge hill. I'm not joking. Like, it wasn't both ways, but it was a very, like, behind my parents. That's a big hill, right? Yes. Her parents live by my parents. She knows I'm not, I'm not fibbing. It's a big hill. All the way at the top of the hill, okay? 
had, and you're like, in the sun, I picked raspberries, and I did that every day for two weeks. Then I had to walk all the way downtown, because we lived on outskirts, to buy my bike. And then I started riding my bike, and I thought, I had that bike, and I sold it last year, and I still made a profit, because it was so well taken care of, because I knew how to steward that. Like, that was really important. That got me to work. That got me where I needed to go. And I knew how much it took to get that, so I stewarded it very well. And the next person, you know, I put new brakes on it before it went, and it was a blessing to them, too, because it was taken care of. And that's what we need to think about our things, not, well, I'll just get another one. I can afford it. That's not being a good steward, right? We need to take care of what God's put in our hands. And then, of course, be good steward with your money. Don't hold back because of fear you won't have enough. You know how much I always have? Not enough. <laughs> no matter how much you make, it's never going to feel like enough because there will always be things that come up, right? So that's why you, you give to God first because it's a heart and it's about trusting him so that you can let go of that fear. Because we don't, I don't want to give the leftovers. I'm not going to do the leftovers. That's that same thing with charity, what's left. When you give God the first, he's like, you trust me, and you know we're going to go places. We're going to go places. And he always does. He's always come, come through for me um, in every area. It's just, I'm thinking, oh, gosh. Uh, I, just, I was just talking about, man, I'm almost out of, I'm almost out of burger. I'm going to have to call Wanda. And John's like, I got you. You know, he comes down with a bag <laughs> And I'm just like, God, you're so good. Like that just, just being generous with that, bless back to me. And I just, I just love how God does that when you don't have to worry about it. Like, oh, I have this, com- this bill coming up or, or things like that. We don't want to go from what's left over. We want to we give first. And a lot of times we talk about, have you guys heard the story of the talents where they give, he gives each of the servants um, some talents and some are really great steward great stewards and some are not so good um that story is really about the hearts of those servants it's really about the hearts and they were being and were being shown there that a good steward is always rewarded with more just like it says in Luke 6:38, given will be given back to you. He showed it with the talents. He said, "I put this in your hands. You created something with it, and I'm going to give more because you were you were selfless. You gave. You did. You created." It's just a biblical principle. God says that you know these are promises. These are principles that He has, and they're not exclusive to you know pastors or leaders they are for everybody this is for everybody in the kingdom do you guys know why generosity is attractive no what about this do you guys like it when um, someone opens up their schedule for you and invites you to do something that feels good right when they're like, I will drop everything for you. That makes you feel important. That makes you feel loved. When they look at you when they talk, you know, when they think of you when you're not there. Sometimes I'll get a card in the mail and I'm like, I just saw you yesterday, but you still thought to put that card in the mail, so I get it today. And things like that, who say nice things about you, that's why generosity is attractive. Because love is at the core of that. 
what charity originally, charity and love, used to be words that were inter interchangeable. And being generous, that's what that was because love is at the core of, of generosity and that's why it's so attractive to people. I've met people who are really great givers. They give a lot, but they are kind of have a string attached and using it to get something, whether it's recognition or prestige or whatever it is. Um, and But when you give without the nature of God, you generosity isn't really there. Does that make... And it almost makes you feel icky or manipulated. You ever been around that? Where it's like, it's good, but I'll do without that. Thank you very much. Like when you... You know, don't borrow money from family. I never borrow money. I'm like, what do you need? It's yours. Don't pay it back. You don't owe it. You need it. It's yours. I don't want that because what, what happens is then there's a string attached. In generosity, there's never any strings. God's nature. There's nothing. No, he doesn't say, well, I'm going to give you what you need if you love me. If you never sin. You know, if you go to church every Sunday, if you do this, he's not saying that, does he? He's saying, I want you to do all these things because they will benefit you, but that doesn't change my love for you and what I have for you. I think about how can we be generous today before we leave? There's so many things. I mean, there's so many ways before you even leave this building that you could be generous towards other people. Instead of thinking, I gotta get home and I gotta make dinner and you know, I'm tired and and my feet hurt or, or whatever. Like, what could I do today? Could I say a kind word? Did God tell you to give something? If he did, you do it. If someone looks good in something, be like, You look really nice today. You know, I love telling people how awesome their kids are. Some people probably, I mean, Tanya, you're probably sick of me. Like, every time I see you, I say, you have the most amazing kids. They're so kind. They're so sweet. I love all of your children, and you are so blessed to have them. That's right. <laughs> but that's true. You know, I mean, it should almost be like that, that you're so generous that they're like, this lady's crazy. She needs to come to my house at 7 a.m. and see what happens. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you can be so generous, and it's true. Like every time God just catches, I just, God just makes me catch people in good moments. Does that make sense? Like he makes you catching them do good things and kind things. And you're just like, oh, that was so nice. You're so sweet. I love this about you. You're, you know what I mean? And that's what we can do. Even before we leave here, you can do those things. I look at the backpacks over here and you think that's a big pile. You should see my barn, what you guys have done. I am so glad I have a big barn. And it's just stacks and stacks. And you guys are just like, more and more and more. And you're just talking about how fun you are and post, like, oh, I went shopping. It was awesome. I can't wait to. And I'm like, that's just so generous. You're just thinking about these kids and this community. And you're just so giving. And that's what generosity is something you can do today. Just give a word, say something nice about yourself. Go look in the mirror and be like, you're looking good today. <laughs> Everyone's going to be running to the bathroom. We're waiting in line. You look so good. Come on. That, but it should be like that, right? It really should be like that. We should wake up. I wake up in the morning and I say that to myself. 
before I do my hair. Now that is, you know the Spirit of the Lord is on me if you have seen me in the morning. But you know what the Lord says, isn't that fun that I made your hair like that? It's crazy. You get to laugh every morning. I wake up laughing sometimes. He wakes up crying. We see, but <laughs> just joking. Uh, maybe I should come some Sunday. Let you guys enjoy in the the laughter. So be extravagant with that nature of generosity, and and steward it well. You guys are all so good at. I feel like I'm just preaching to the choir about this because I just don't know anybody in here that that would take. You're just such good givers. But just do more. God wants more because if you're given 90% and you give 100, you're going to get 100 back. He's talking about that. So let's just pray, and you guys are going to have an opportunity to be generous with your words here. It'll be a good day. So.